Wine, baby, show me that you're wine and well. Yeah, show me that you're wine and well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never knew about you so well. But money make I kiss and tell. Yeah. Only pray for love. God and peace and love. My enemies only pray for war. Uh, if you wanna get rich, there's a million ways. Sweet chick, familiar face. Wine, I got a brilliant taste. Wine, she got a brilliant waist. Money and fame, my people no struggle and pain. My people no go suffer in vain. Don't call me by my government name. My girl, she better than Rambo. Welcome back to reporting live from adulthood. My name is Abby, yours truly, the host. Today I'm here with the lovely boss ass bitch my friend (laughs) my sorority sister okay you really my friend for real i know you my sister for real you my sister and i love you i love you okay i'm here with my girl savvy (laughs) sabrina antoine carrera yeah um so i'm here with my girl we are going to be talking about money today we are going to talk about money and i think that sabrina is the perfect person for me to be talking about money about okay and i want you to tell the people why you are the perfect person for this so introduce yourself okay. a little bit let us know what you do let us know what makes you this boss ass bitch that i keep talking about hello everyone my name is sabrina antoine kuheya i'm super humbled to be on today's show Aww. my <laughs> my time ti- you want to know my, my title is yeah okay what you do what i do so i am the vice president of community management at J.P. Morgan Chase here in Boston, and I am also a financial fitness coach. Yes, honey, a whole coach. Period. Period. So <laughs> as you as you can see, um, I think that Sabrina was the perfect person to come here and talk about money with me. The reason why I wanted to talk about money during this episode is because money is such a large part of adulting yeah. and trying to freaking manage money and navigate the world of finances as an adult is kind of difficult yeah. to actually do um so first well let's just get into it yeah my first question and my first thing that i kind of want to talk about is just like what does financial security mean mm. but also like what is your relationship with money what is your relationship with financial security how did you even get to a place where you're like okay i feel financially secure okay that's such a good question because i also think so money so it's so funny finances and money all starts with values Mm. right like what are your value base how do you think about money Mm -hmm. how would how did you grow up actually impact how you operate with money today we're gonna get into that like a hundred percent so i just want to kind of start there okay because even when we think about goals and for some people setting um to become financially secured or financially free is a goal Mm. right and and sometimes that is not the the goal at like straight up Mm -hmm. it's the undertone Mm -hmm. your goal is usually attached to life experiences or life things Mm -hmm. right like i want to have a house Mm -hmm. or i want to buy a car or i want to travel right and when you think about those goals it actually doesn't have um a dollar sign to it but it has financial implications Mm -hmm. so i think it's important to understand that because what we want to do in life has financial implications but you don't actually have financial goals particularly Mm -hmm. and so when people talk about being financially secured or free it really depends on who you are and what you value yeah like for me being financially secure means having complete control over my time yeah like i want to be 
wealthy enough where I don't have to ask anybody to go on vacation. Right. I don't have to, I don't want to ask permission to do anything. And I yeah. want to get to a point where I'm just like co- in complete control of my time. And that's when I know that I'm like financially secure yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, there will be some people who say for them financially secure means that they can buy a ton of stuff that yeah. they want. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's OK to yeah. have that as your your reality of financial freedom or financial security. But I'm with you. Like financial security means I am free from time and I am free to do whatever it is that I want to do. Yeah. Like if I want to get up at 10 because I don't want to be on the clock, yeah. I can because my money is working for me in other ways. Yeah. And I don't have to think about that. And I was talking to um, Jeff, my husband, the other day, and I was like, it feels so good to be on vacation and not have to think about the financial implications. Could you imagine that every day, though? But every day, you know, like and that's where I feel like you really become financially secured. I think I'm still working on that because mm. um, I'm in my 30s. Right. Yeah. And I think the 30s is when you start to build on that financial security, that financial independence mm. by my 40s. That's when I feel like I should be financially, financially secure. secure. That's what I'm working towards. Okay. That's that's the goal. How do you get to like how do you even get to a place of being financially secure? Because I know that for me there's so much that goes into that actually as I think about it. But for me something that I'm doing right now is really like trying to stick to my budget. Yeah. And that is so freaking hard. <laughs> Because I think that the easy part about budgets is the numbers. Like, that is so easy. I can calculate how much I'm supposed to put into here, how much I'm supposed (laughs) to be doing this. I could do all this number work, and it's great, and it looks great on paper. But to stick with it, to not transfer money from here to there because I ran out of money here, that is so hard for me to do sometimes. Well, you shouldn't be running out of money in any other place. Ma'am, I'm just... (laughs) Ma'am... Ma'am, because budget you know is important. <laughs> but that's the point of the budget, right? The budget is supposed to hold you accountable for the expenses and the income that's coming in yeah. for you, yeah. right? To take care of. And so if you are dipping in every now and then because you're like, oh, well, I just want this one little thing and it's just, I can just take it from here because I have it. You're going to continue to do that and then it's going to deplete that bucket of, of, of funds that you had allocated for something else. Girl. Right. So, yeah. So you can't do that. Like you're defeating the purpose of the budget. I know. Okay. well, how do you budget? Let's talk about budgeting. Yeah. How do you budget? And we could just talk about how we budget. Yeah. So one, I always have to start with values. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. What is it that I value? I know that I value simplicity. And so I want to make sure that the things that I'm spending my money on actually has meaning, mm-hmm. right? Whether that is spending my money on an experience like travel. Mm-hmm. I know that's going to be part of my budget. I have a, its own line item. I have its own savings account mm-hmm. for it. But it's also about what are the expenses that are need-based and what are the expenses that are things that I choose to put on there. Yeah, like things that you want. Things that I just want, yeah. right? So my needs, my mortgage, I have to pay that. Right. My light bill, my gas, I have to pay that. All of those fixed expenses, they're just a part of it. Then you have your, um, what is it called? Your um, residual income, mm-hmm. the income that you just kind of have over. What do you do with that? And again, if you don't attach it to things that you truly value, you will end up just spending your money on a bunch of things, yeah. right? So I used to spend a lot of money on lunch. Now I just treat myself with lunch probably like once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. But I used to do it five days a week. 
plus go out for dinner. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. That can easily run you $15 a day. Yeah. Right? And so when you think about that, when you scale back from spending all that money on food that you really could prepare at home, because guess what? I have a line item to buy food. Right, same. So, like, (laughs) why am I spending double the amount when I already have the food here? I have to, like, prioritize that um, and place that as a true value. And so prepping my meals on that Sunday. So that's just one one example. But then you have the, the funds, like my fun fund, right? Yeah. I used to buy a lot of like clothes and and just things that i used to just have because maybe one day i'm gonna use it or if this event pops up i'm gonna use it i've scaled back from that a while a while ago and it has saved me a lot of money girl i know because every time there's an event sabrina always will talk about i know i got something in my closet you never like i gotta go buy something like (laughs) no i know i got something in my closet i only wore it like two times that's it yeah reuse repurpose color block do what you gotta do (laughs) like you know what i mean like if you already have and I, and I do a lot of basics. Yeah. And so when you have a lot of basics and you have a few things that pop, make it work. Right. Make it work. So, you know, you find opportunities. But for some people, they may value going shopping, right? Yeah. Because for them, it's shopping therapy. Mm-hmm. And so that's a thing for some people. And find whatever is your whatever is your thing. Yeah. Just know you got to fund it. Right. But what are you sacrificing on the other end to make sure that your budget is balanced? Right. Right. So, Yeah. Okay. That's what I would say about budgeting. <laughs> yep. So for me, budgeting for me is all about getting. So I have, I use like an Excel spreadsheet for my budgeting. Yeah. Because I need to be able to visually see things mm-hmm. and see things on paper and be like, okay, this is how much I'm putting towards uh, in like entertainment this week. So yeah. I have like an entertainment section, like my going out section. I have my grocery section. I have my gas section. I separate it with. Uh, from expenses to bills yeah so that's what i usually do um and then i have four different excel spreadsheets because i get paid on a weekly okay and so i have one for each week and then as soon as i get paid i go to my excel spreadsheet i see Mm -hmm. what bills are due what i need to transfer my money to um and that really helps me to kind of hold me accountable, yeah. seeing it and then having to actually do the action of transferring money to different accounts. I also have four different accounts in yeah. my bank account. That's okay. That's good. So that really helps me. Yeah. Because um, I have a spending monies account. Mm-hmm. I have a long-term savings account. I have a you deserve it account. Yeah. I have a bills account. Actually, I have five. And then I have an emergency savings account. Okay, good. And I do that because... When I have to, do trans- you have three to six months of emergency? I funds? do not. Okay, we'll talk I'm about that. I'm working on that. Okay, okay. I think that's really important, and we it should is. definitely talk about that. Because yeah. whenever I talk to somebody that works in finances or yeah. just you know works with money, they always say you should have three to six Absolutely. months of uh, savings in yeah. your emergency savings. You account. should. Yeah, I'm working on that because I just had to deplete my funds. Yeah. Um, for a project. Okay. But we we working back on that. Okay. But having those separate accounts really helps me because when I'm going to transfer money or something like that, I have to think twice. I'm like, okay, I can't transfer money from one account to another account. Like, you don't want to be doing that. And it really helps me to hold myself accountable. It doesn't work every time. I'm not going to lie. I definitely have times where I'm transferring money from my savings to my check-ins to my emergency funds to here. But I'm really, really trying to work hard and not do that. And What's, What's in your way? I just want to do shit sometimes. Like, sometimes I'm just like, I deserve it. I want it. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, you deserve it. It's been a hard week. Why not? Yeah. I want pizza right now. 
I'm gonna get pizza right now. Where am I get from? Like, especially when I'm my, when my um spending money account is dwindling down. Yeah. You know, because by the end of the week it's dwindling down because I'm about to get paid again, and I'm like, damn, I could use like ten dollars. I can't. I don't want to wait another two days yeah. to get paid again, and then I'll just transfer money. Yeah. Well, how does it make you feel? Ooh, my coaching hat just came oh, on. Oh my god. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. My coaching hat just came. I was about to give you a whole coaching session, but I get that. I get that. And I think a lot of people go through that because you, you're in the moment. Yeah. And you're like, this is what I need in this moment. And I'm craving it. And I know that I have it and I can make it work. Right. Right. I know I can make it work. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know when that I get I paid again, I'm going to just put it right back. <laughs> I would just that's put what it I, right back. That's what I always tell myself. I'll put it back. I would just put it back. But that creates a cycle. I know. That creates <laughs> a literal cycle that you always have to come back to and face. And you're like, oh, why did I make that decision? Right. Like, I know I need to do better. Why did I make that decision? Right. And it's so easy to be like, well, then do better. But it actually takes habit. It actually takes the power within you to say, I know I can do this, but I'm choosing not to. Okay. So give us some tips on really being intentional and aware about your money. Oh, yeah. It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's absolutely hard because it's personal. Finances and money, how you deal with it is completely personal. So I think the first tip that I would say is really question yourself and really be true to yourself and check yourself. Is this something that I truly need right now? Yeah. If the answer is no, but then the answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, but no, the answer is no, because that's what you led with. Right. The second piece of it is like, how much value does this actually add to my life? Would I feel successful when I do this? even after it's done, even after the purchase is done? Or will I regret that? Really question yourself through that process. That's number two. And then number three, learn to let go. Learn to make the decision very quickly, make that no quick and let it go and keep it moving. Yeah, that's hard. Absolutely, but that's why it's a practice. It's a practice. It's not something that you just do one time and you're like, wow, pat yourself on the shoulder. I did it. And then next week you make a wrong decision because you were used to having those habits. Right. It's about showing up in the habits of saying no to yourself and truly sticking to the budget that you've set for yourself that actually makes sense for the future that you are looking to build. Right. I think that's the important part is really like focusing on what is the future. But my thing is. Yeah. Is that I'm you know, a person that looks towards the future in terms of my finances, but then I'm also a person that, like, loves to live in the moment. Like, you know me. Yeah. Girl, I will buy a travel... <laughs> I will buy a ticket to go somewhere yeah. and, like, eight... I won't even think twice. Like, I just need somebody to call me and be like, hey, girl, you down? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'm and I'm looking at tickets. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm so fast with it. <laughs> so, so although I be thinking, like, okay, girl, you need to save money. Like, you're trying to do things. You're trying to live in Ghana. You're trying to build your house. You're trying to do this. You're trying to do this. Although I'm thinking in that way, yeah. I also got needs for today. Like, I'm trying to live in this present time. I'm trying to see the world. Like, I'm trying to have a good time. But it sounds like that you just need a whole allocation of travel funds. And that's my You Deserve It account. Okay. Yes. But the so thing, the question is: Is there enough in the you deserve it? Not, account? There's not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing that one well. My okay. you deserve it account's not going too well right now. Okay. You know why it's too broad? You know you're right. 
It's too You're right. Bright. I need to put a different name to it. Yeah. It pop, there needs to be like a, whether it's a like a white girl, you want a YSL bag this year, you go, you go, you're going <laughs> to rename it. Exactly. Like okay. I, I do. That's a really good idea and a good point. Yeah. Like when you make things too broad, it's an umbrella. Yeah. And you want to catch all when really all doesn't cost the same. Right. And you so can't even commit. You to can't commit to that. Putting money into that account. No. You're like, well, I don't even know what I want right now. You don't even know what you want. That's facts. So there's no real goal towards That's it. That's facts. Right. But like if you say to yourself, I know I want to take three big trips this year and your trip, your big trips typically cost you as an individual fifteen hundred to two thousand. Then you should be saving towards that. Right. But you have to make up in your mind, which also means you got choices. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get the spontaneous trips, but that those spontaneous trips might mean you may sacrifice a big trip. Right. Okay? And I don't like sacrificing. Something has to give. I know. That's my issue. Something has to give. Yeah, no, you're right. But you have to be steadfast in what is it that you actually want and what matters to you. I think one of the hardest things about finances is people really sticking sticking to their actual goal. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like it's too flexible. When you create something that's too flexible, you're going to start making choices that's not necessarily your need base or yeah. your want base. It's just kind of like, oh, well, I have it. Or maybe right. you really don't, but you're kind of trying to make it fit. Right. It shouldn't be like that. It needs to really be defined. And so it's really important for folks to really start thinking about goals that are associated with money, money implications. Mm-hmm. And once you actually set those goals, then you actually set the financial means that aligns with, with that goal. goal yeah that makes sense that makes a lot of sense look at you <laughs> come on sabrina i was just saying but it's it's easier said than done it is. because it really it's habits is. i have a lot really of habits. goals like i have a lot of goals that require a lot of money um and i think you're completely mm. right it's really about committing to those goals and committing to the amount of money that needs to go towards that goal and really having to just be strict with yourself. You but do. It's hard, but it's doable. It's, it's just doable. really changing your frame of thought. It is. It's changing your frame of thought and it's sticking to that yeah. that frame of thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't break. I'll try. All right. Mm-hmm. I also want to talk about yeah. money anxiety. Ooh. Child. Right? And I, and I think I want to weave into there. I want to talk about just what you learned from your parents and, oh my gosh yeah you know just generational i don't just that generational yeah. piece when it comes to finance like what is being passed down exactly yeah because i think that my relationship with money yeah because okay so you know i come from immigrant parents who yep. came here to build a life and they had to do a lot of shit to you know make it work in terms of finances right and i definitely witnessed and observed my parents and their relationship with money uh specifically like my mom no bad blood with my mom like my mom did amazing with what she could you know especially with like their level of education what they could get as a job or whatever but i saw that my mom's relationship with money was like always stressful Mm. do you know what i mean yeah and it was always like crisis yeah when it when it had to do with money my dad more so was my dad's so chill like i don't know i feel like my dad (laughs) always had his finances like together or whatever but my mom like i just i just realized that 
it was just like always crisis. My mom's also a little like a high strong kind of sometimes, yeah. like emotional. So her her relationship with money was always like, okay, like, yeah, like what is it? Yeah. So I feel like that's has transferred to me almost where yeah. I feel like okay, I need to have a certain amount of money in my account yeah. so that I feel like I'm okay. And if I don't have that certain amount of money in my account, I'm fucking panicking. You're, you're freaking out. Yo, I'm like, yeah. okay, like, what if something goes wrong? Like, what if I don't, what yeah. if I randomly get fired? God forbid. Like, but what if that happens? Like, what am I going to do? So I'm always, like, having this weird relationship with money where I want to spend money, but I'm always, like, kind of anxious about spending money. Yes, I do. Guilty about spending money. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. And I think those habits that you see time and time again, especially growing up with parents, they automatically transfer to you. Yeah. Whether you th- you're thinking about it in that way at the time, it's being transferred to you. And that creates the habits that you have. Right. And it could be positive or negative. Mm-hmm. Right. It just depends on how you spin it. And I think as adults, we have to relearn. We have to relearn. Really? Relearn from what we've been taught for some people. And that's not for everyone. I also have immigrant parents, so this might be like a different, you know, mm-hmm. mindset as well. But I've always felt very similar to you. My dad, tight with money. <laughs> when I tell it? you I tight. Wonder what that is with, I wonder if that's like a, a man thing. I don't know. I don't know. He just doesn't like to spend it. Yo, like, that's my dad. Yo, he likes Sabrina, to accumulate. He does not like to spend my his dad money. has mad money somewhere <laughs> because somewhere. that man don't spend money on nothing, shit. Nothing. Nothing. my mom? Yeah. My mother? It's a little different. Macy's. That's me. Oh, like, Macy's. Like, I don't know. I'm going to Macy's. I'm going here. I'm like, okay, girl. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. Have fun. <laughs> Have fun. See, my mom likes to shop, but she also... So the one thing about having immigrant parents, though, they, and they, they did what they could with what they had. Exactly. And I'll tell you this. What I've learned from my parents is the basics. Mm-hmm. When you have a dollar or two, save half of it. Mm-hmm. And then figure out what to do with the rest. Right, like save half of the money always went to the savings. So that was always my habits was like, oh, I have to hold on to this as long as I can, even mm-hmm. if that meant sacrificing what I really want. Mm-hmm. So even growing up, I wouldn't buy anything because I didn't want to be broke. Mm-hmm. It's not that my mom or my dad told us that we were broke, but how we handled money, like holding on to that money made me feel like if I let this go, we will become broke. That's literally how I feel about money. Yeah. I remember when I used to live with my parents and they, honestly, I'm so blessed with my parents. They wouldn't allow me to pay bills when I live with them. Yeah, my parents either. And I don't know if that's an immigrant thing. Like, my parents are some, they're the people who are like, you can stay with me as long as you want. My parents (laughs) were low-key sad when I was leaving. Yeah. Um, And they were always like, no, save your money, save your money. We don't want your money. Yep. And I remember when I was living with them, Girl, I was going to the Gucci store. I was going to the You was buying what you want. I was going ham. You was buying what you want. I was going ham. And I'm like, you know, 24, 3, 24. I don't know. I'm like fresh out of college. Yeah, grad school. I got a big job. I'm getting this money. I don't got no bills. You got no bills. I only got to pay like my car note. Like things that are personal to me, my cell phone. But I'm not paying rent. No. I'm not paying utilities. Yeah. I'm chilling. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of was like doing I was what you had in the streets. Do. It was yeah. great. But now that I have all these responsibilities, I literally, I want, I would love to walk into a designer store. Child. I would love to walk into like a YSL. I want a YSL bag so bad. Yeah. 
I want it really but bad. Make it a goal. If that's something that you really but want, I feel like what I are you sacrificing to do? Important goals, then it's not a goal bro. for now. I know, but I want it. That's my issue. I'm like, damn, I want that. I'm like, could you get that for your birthday? But I'm like, girl, you know you need that money for something else. That's like, right. I really have to really train my mind because I used to be able to walk in there and just be like, yeah, and just buy whatever I want you, that but you, one. Now you have big girl problems. Girl. You got adulthood. Adulting. <laughs> it's ghetto. It's ghetto out here. It is what it is. But it creates responsibilities, right? Like, you have responsibilities to take care of. That gets handled first. Everything else is secondary. Everything else is secondary. But that's what that's what I learned from my parents, too, right? Like, handle your responsibilities. Whatever you have left over, save. And then whatever is left over from that, buy a snicker. You know what I mean? Like, I'm being very honest. Like... It's not oh this luxurious God. thing, but they, they really showed me how to save a penny. And I'll say this. They, say, they told me how to save a penny using a basic saving account. Mm. Right? So when I talked about earlier, like, how to relearn, relearning also means learning what are other avenues for your money to work for you. Yeah, let's get into that. I, I kind of yeah. want to talk about, you know investments yeah and other things just to make your money work for you because yeah. i think that and again, i'll speak about that on a high level yeah now i know because it gets very detail oriented yeah. um so we can definitely go broad on that yeah but i think that you know um something else that i've realized from my parents and just immigrant parents is they work very hard yes like, my parents always worked so damn hard yeah i don't think that they necessarily worked smart i think that they just, they just worked, worked hard very hard 100 percent. i so, have and, to agree with that and to this day when i'm going on vacations my dad cannot understand he's like how many he's days like, do you have off like, i'm like wait a minute <laughs> you're going on another, another vacation, vacation? Yeah. And he just can't they, understand they, they, they that. They can't fathom the fact he's that. He's like, I don't take vacation days. I'm like, you know you have them, right? You like, you know take. you have sick days, vacation days. Like, he can't even fathom taking off a day. Because when my, uh, yes, I agree with that. Even with that, just really quickly, when my parents take time off, it's like two weeks, three weeks at a time. Yo, that they don't understand yo, that you could spread this out and live your best life my across mom? the year. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be this one time you take all of this time. My mom will go to Ghana yeah. for a month. Absolutely. And then she's and her whole time is done for the year. It. But that's what they're accustomed to. It's and crazy. it's also cultural. Yeah, of course. It's cultural. Of course. But I, I just told my dad, like, listen, I take a Thursday, a Friday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday. That's my that's my time off. Period. And please believe I live my best life Period. in those four days off. Period. But no, yeah, I I agree with you on that. So yeah, I think that our parents do a great job at working very <laughs> hard. Yeah not necessarily smart and what i love about our generation is we're like how we how do we work smart yeah because i'm not trying to be doing this for like 20 30 yeah 40 years like it's just not i can't do i can't do a nine to five until i'm 60 by the time we get to a 60 something they're gonna bring it up to like 78 correct yeah so, a w-2 payment is only gonna get you so so far exactly it's only gonna get you so far so let's talk about some smart ways where you can make your money make money for you for you yeah i love that so let's let's start with the accounts mm -hmm. let's start there first so should you have a savings account absolutely that's the fastest way of liquidity right mm -hmm. like quick money that you can be, have access to definitely have a savings definitely have a check-ins mm -hmm. all right now that we got the basics out of the way is that the basics check-in savings yeah and then credit card credit is a whole nother thing girl that's a whole nother topic devil. that's a whole nother topic i'm not 
we need to talk about that. We, we, well, okay. Okay. All right. So we have savings. <laughs> we have check-ins. Check, check, check. But then what happens when we have a year like this where interest rates drop, right? Mm. There was a point where interest rates were oh, at like right. 2 or 3 or even 4% at one point for your savings account. But when the economy is in a need and they drop the, the interest rate, that means that they want people to spend money. Mm-hmm. So take mm-hmm. your monies out of your account so you can spend money because mm-hmm. you're not really earning any Girl. money on your actual account. Look at you teaching me. I'm just telling you, right? And so a lot of people, what happened during this pandemic, especially if you were able and blessed to have continue to have a job, you probably had your money sitting in your account and wasn't earning as much interest right. on your money anymore. Right. I mean, if you had a CD, your CD rates never changed until maturity. And that's the, the CD is the one where you like, you lock in your money. You lock in your money. So essentially the bank says, I have your money for this amount of time and they're using your money for this amount of time, but it's locked in for you. Mm -hmm. And after your maturity date comes around, you have some interest that's added to the money that you put in, Mm -hmm. but you can't touch it for a certain period of time. And there's different um, avenues and venues that you could use for different CDs because they have different offerings. But that's your basic banking accounts mm-hmm. right um and money market accounts can make yeah, a little bit more yeah, that's extra what I money. Have. you know what i mean there's mm-hmm. the, there's those then there's the next level i like to call it like level two mm-hmm. right which is time for you to get a brokerage account mm. you probably heard a lot of people talking about oh i should go get stocks i mm-hmm. should go get bonds yep. i should you know go get a robin hood account and yep. start investing money right because robin hood is really for the amateur trying to yeah. get into Starting. investing yep. yeah so there's there's two ways to look at this. This is not advice or anything. I just want to put that out there. This is just kind of like my Mom, own give you thoughts. a caveat. Okay. <laughs> you know, just my own thoughts. Coach. But I would just say like having if you're going to if you're going to trade or invest in individual stocks, be very knowledgeable about that. Yeah. Be very knowledgeable yeah. about that. Like there are people who are financial advisors who actually do this for work, financial planners. They actually do this for work day in and day out. The average person is not a financial advisor or financial planner and does not watch the market (laughs) as often as you probably should if you're doing individual stocks. Girl, I try to do stocks. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I try to do it part-time. On the days that I work from home, I would try to work and do that at the same time. And actually, if you know your shit about stocks and the market and all that stuff, you can make some good money because I actually made money. I was making money. But you can also lose money very fast. Very fast. You have to constantly be watching. You literally have. And that's it's a, the it's thing. A job. I was like, damn, when I'm at work, I'm like, I need to be watching these stocks. Yeah. But I can't because yeah. I don't have the time to be multitasking at work. Right. I also think that people over overlook mutual funds. Mm. And mutual funds is a combination of stocks yeah. within a certain category or industry. But they do the work for but you. But they do the work for yeah. you. Right. I think they usually have that. I know. I think I'm up. I think my job, like my, you know, when you um do your 401k. Yeah, your 401k. Or it's a mutual fund. Exactly. It's a form of a yeah. mutual fund. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So a lot of people don't know that you can get a brokerage account separate from your 401k. That's a oh, mutual fund. And they just do it. They just do it for you. Yes. You can get mutual like funds the, that's focused on technology, yeah. software, um, retail cannabis cannabis you really can actually choose categories mm-hmm. that that is important to you that you would want to choose as an individual stock hard to keep up with mm-hmm. but if you choose as a mutual fund then you have someone who actually rebalances your actual portfolio right and you're paying into that right, right. and so that would be 
that would be 2.0. I would encourage folks to really consider mutual funds as a way of investment. Okay. And that allow your money to work for you. And the stock market, like, even if you had like a mutual fund that followed the stock market, this year it went up more than 40%. Oh, wow. So think about a savings account that you're earning 0.8% on your money versus 40% on your money. That's crazy. Right? But if you're not comfortable with being in the market, then you wouldn't consider that as a form of in, of a form of like financial investment. Yeah. So after thinking about 2.0, kind of like the mutual funds, investments in that way, I would say like the next level would probably be entrepreneurship or just like owning a business. Mm. Or real estate. So let me talk about those two because I think a lot of time in the black community, people automatically go towards entrepreneurship and I have to hold my own business and I have to run my business. I don't want to work for the man. And that is my way of building financial freedom. And in fact, it is. Mm -hmm. But it is not the only way. Right. And I think in our community, we talk so much about starting our business because it creates that generational wealth, something that you can pass down. Yep. But that's also the truth with real estate. Yeah. And the more that we can literally take up space, you also can pass that down from generation to generation. And that just continues to add value because it becomes an asset. Right. Not everyone is fit to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. I'm just honest. We talked a little bit about work ethic. There's a certain type of work ethic that goes into into entrepreneurship and organizational skills and things like that. Mm -hmm. That, you know, some people may have it. And may breathe that mm-hmm. and they can run with it. Mm-hmm. But not everybody's there. So I always like to talk about those two things because even if it's not entrepreneurship for you, there's still options right, for you for to you build to generational, generational wealth. wealth. That's right. Um, and for you to really build. And that's real estate. And yes, it's scary. Yeah. Because it's to put a huge, so much investment, bro. But it's, it's the same as ba- it's what? same as getting a business. Yeah. You're still putting a lot of money. Yeah, and honestly, scared money don't make no money. Scared money don't make no okay. money. But it's scary though. It's scary. It's scary. But I but I, I think it's important to just double down on the fact that there are options yeah. for making money and for creating generational wealth. And I want to make sure that we emphasize entrepreneurship or solopreneur because there's a lot of sort of solopreneurs in our community. Mm-hmm. And then there is the real estate um, pieces that are that are just as important. Yeah. Yeah. OK. I actually just saw um, somebody on um instagram when they were talking about their kind of journey with real estate and what they're doing to make money and you could make some really good money doing real estate and not necessarily having to buy a house like i know somebody um who is like doing a rental property Mm -hmm. and is renting it out or putting it on airbnb and it's making a lot of freaking money a hundred percent a hundred percent i know someone who um, their strategy is buying condos Mm. and they will buy condos and rent out condos Mm. either as Airbnbs or rent it out for rentals. And they're making a ton of money doing that. That's smart. Because one thing about me, I don't think I'm interested in buying an actual home, to Mm -hmm. be really honest. I'm just that never was my interest of buying a home here. I've always been more interested in building a home back home. Yeah. But doing something like a rental property and, and yeah. kind of doing like an Airbnb situation and just getting residual money. Like I know somebody yeah. who um, my friend just told me this. This is one of her friends who has an apartment in Miami. She rents it out on Airbnb for 18 days out yeah. of the month. And she makes a profit on top of She probably money. never pays her own mortgage. She never pays her own rent. Yeah. Like ever. 
yeah she makes money on top of what she would be. correct like and that's creating financial freedom bruh so she can travel she can do any her thing t- like at do any whatever. time because that's because one thing for sure is that people are going to need a place to live period not and everybody's going to need your goods and services I, i'm just being very honest and that's, a, that's that's yeah. y'all and, and that's you're, very true <laughs> but it's also very true that your property can also go under mm. if no one can afford the place that you live i think that's why it's really smart to yeah. figure out where you're going to get these properties like yes. if you're going to be doing an airbnb you have to situation do your Miami, Atlanta, DC, like yeah, the popping cities, right? Like the <laughs> yeah. popping cities that people are traveling to, to be you know, at. those touristy yes. spots. Correct. Don't go and get it in Alabama or somewhere in Alabama. Like probably not. Yeah, I, I, I mean know. maybe the city, maybe. I don't know who's going to Alabama. Yeah, but, but yeah, you know, maybe you know. like Nashville, Tennessee. You know, a lot of touristy things go yeah. down there. So I think it's just being smart about what you decide. Everything to do. you do, you have to make sure you do your research when right. it comes to investing. And I'm going to also say this. Pay for the services. Mm. Like, yes, finances are very personal. And because they're personal, people take a long time to make decisions. And they want to own all of the decision making. Mm. But there's a reason why there are financial advisors. And there's a reason why there are financial planners. Just like you will get a therapist when you're going through your own individual situations, you should get someone who can actually help you with your money. What does a financial advisor actually do? So a financial advisor will sit with you to talk about what your money goals are mm-hmm. or what your goals are that have money implications. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me be clear about that. Um, and they will help you try to figure out what are the best ways for investing your money. Mm. Okay. And, and work with you through that planning. So they work with you in terms of like what your salary is, how yep. much money you're getting in and what your goals are. And Correct. And kind of figure out, okay, how are you, you get risky? To your are you okay. risk adverse? What makes the most sense? And really plan based on what you are providing as information. Okay. Right? It's a vulnerable state to be in. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Yeah. Right? Talking money about is super personal. your finances is Yo. very personal. It's really like it's almost sometimes you don't even ask people how much they make. It's psychology. Like, yeah. Right? Like you're talking about it. Like, like I started this segment with you today about values. Mm-hmm. Values are personal. Mm-hmm. And so is your money. Facts. Sabrina is dropping gems today. Okay. You know what I mean? Give and me so, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> dropping gems today, sis. Um, I know that we wanted to quickly touch on credit. Mm, oh, yeah. Maybe we... Ugh, there's so much more when it comes to finances. I wish I could keep you here forever, but yeah, I can't. I know we can get deeper into things, but let's get into credit, and then we'll see where we, we get there. Okay. Yeah. yeah, let's get into credit. Yeah. I mean, credit can be your best friend or your worst enemy. Mm. It's borrowed money. Girl, it's the devil. It is and it's not, right? We talked about real estate. You actually have to have a credit history to get a good score mm-hmm. in order to even qualify for better prices for real estate. That's a positive thing if you do it right. It's the doing it right part. It's the doing it right part. And I think it's also how people are introduced to using credit. How people are introduced to using credit. Because for, a, for some people, it's like, okay, I got a credit card and now I have a credit line. Oh my gosh. $10,000? I never even saved up to $10,000. Facts. <laughs> but now I have $10,000 that Thanks. a bank has given me. I, I got money to blow. Very. You know? <laughs> like, And people go and they blow it. Yeah. And then what they're left with is a bill. Yeah. And not only with the bill that's worth $10,000, but it's $10,000 plus. Plus interest. 
the interest. Mm-hmm. And depending on what that interest rate is on that credit card going crazy. will determine how much you pay. And if you're paying like bare minimum or you're paying like, like mm-hmm. you know, like you're never going to you're you're going to be paying both the balance and the interest. Yeah, which is a lot of money. Correct. Yes. You want to have a relationship with your credit card where you are spending what you know that you can actually pay off. Right. And if you actually spend on your credit card, what you know that you can pay off, you can build credit right. Mm. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Somebody told me that you should never have more credit that you need to pay back on your card than you have in your entire bank account. A hundred percent correct. And that should be happening. A hundred percent correct. Like if I, if I'm going shopping, right, and I gave myself a budget of $200, that meant I have $200 in my checking account. Right. I'm not going to go to the store and use my debit card to make a purchase of $200 when I know if I pay $200 on my credit card, mm-hmm. I get I win twice. I think that that is the misconception that people usually have with yeah. credit cards. Because I think that people usually use credit cards for really, really big purchases, purchases that they yeah. don't have money for. No, it's about history. Exactly. Instead of using it for purchases where... Everyday expenses. Exactly. Yeah. That's the misconception. That's the misconception. That's how you get fucked Your up. Your credit history is about longevity. Yeah. Your credit history is how often do you pay off your credit expense. Yeah. That's it. If I have an expense this week that's going to cost me $200 with that same, leading with that same example, I know I have $200 that I'm spending. I spent $200 on my credit card. Payment might be due in 30 days. But guess what? Next week when it's cleared, I have the money. Right. I'm going to pay it off. So now I'm paying it off and I don't have to pay interest because I paid it off. Yeah. And then I'm going to continue spending on that credit card knowing that I have money that I would have already spent with or without it so i'm just using the credit card to show a history and behavior yeah it's It's, the behavior that's important i know it's hard because to be completely transparent i use myself i use my credit cards when i'm like damn i don't want to spend like all this money right now like if i'm buying um a big flight ticket like my last big purchase that i made on my credit card was my ticket to go to ghana okay i'm like okay i'm gonna put this on my card because i have a capital venture card venture yeah and it's great for building miles i know that like y'all put me on to that like you and kavia i think kavia put i think kavia put hella people on yeah they need to pay kavia pemberton for (laughs) just putting hella people onto capital venture cards but um that was the last big purchase that i made and i could have used money but there was so much going on in my my financial life you know my car would like wasn't working i had to spend so much money on my car i had to spend money on this i had to spend money on that i'm like damn i don't want to take this money from my bank account like i just want to yeah. put it on my card and i think that that's a mistake because it gets yeah. me used to oh well i could just put it on my card oh i could just put it on my card and then you get to a point where like wait where are we what's going on yeah and then you start adding so many things to your card and you lose track of what you can actually pay for right you don't want to get to that point. That's facts. You're only putting things on your credit card that you know you have the money to pay, to pay for. for. Yeah, that that should really be ingrained in people's minds when That's they the use take it, home. and they should use it. Yeah, because it builds credit history. Right. The longer you have your credit card, and the more you pay that credit card off, creates a good credit habit. Right. Creating a good credit habit then yields a good credit score. Having a good credit score allows you to enter into different doors, mm. even jobs. Mm. Some jobs, I know for financial institutions, sometimes check your credit score. Wow. I mean, 
That makes sense, though, because right? you're going to be talking to other people. <laughs> I'll be their- very honest. There's yeah. a lot of jobs, especially for, like, financial advisors and planners. Their credit scores are being, are being I checked. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. How can you give advice to people if you can't even take care of If you can't advice. take care of your own, Period. right? And so that's yeah. important. And then the other piece about building generational wealth, the housing, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm going to go purchase a house, why do you think they pull your credit score? Right. They want to know your history, your behaviors, your habits with money. Right. If it's poor... That I'm not lending you this large amount of money to purchase a home because you may default on this loan. Mm-hmm. And default means you may not pay that loan back. Mm-hmm. And no bank wants to know that you, the investor, are not going to pay me back. They don't want to take that risk. They don't want to take that risk. You yeah. can't even pay your credit card. Yeah. Why would I why <laughs> would I give you a bigger loan when you can't even pay your credit your card? Credit card. True. You know what I mean? So it's a credit journey, and I know there's a lot of people out there that needs to go through credit repair um, because of the relationship that they had with credit and the lack of knowledge that was transferred to them in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very important, especially when you're leaving high school, mm-hmm. when you finally qualify for a credit card as an adult, yeah. to really understand how to use it, the implications of it, and what is the goal. Yeah, because a lot of people learn how to use credit from their parents, yeah. and especially if you're coming from immigrant parents. Mm-hmm who didn't have much when they got here and then they were given credit cards, Mm -hmm. all this money to spend and then they're just spending, spending, spending and not really having the money to pay. That's what you're going to learn and that's what you're going to do. That's what you're going to learn and that's what you're going to do. Yeah. And you're going to rely on it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, ma'am, I think I have to end it here. I would love for you to stay and talk some more about finances, but... I'm going to have you come back. I think I should. Yeah. I have so much more to say. So much more to say. I actually learned a lot just talking to you now, even though I talk to you all the time. I know. I just learned a lot yeah. about finances. <laughs> I did. And I hope that y'all learned something, too. I hope that you can take something from yeah. this conversation and actually apply it to your own finances. And if you're already yeah. doing this, kudos to you. You are adulting very yeah. well. Yeah. No, 100%. The last thing I will say, because I know we kind of talked about it, but income expensive. I would say the last line I would add is it's not what you make, but it's what you keep. Mm. Right. We talked a lot about investment tools, um, a lot about savings, a lot about where I can put my money so that my money can work for for me. Right. Right. It's not what you make. It's what you can keep. Mm. Yeah. Okay, girl. Yeah. Well, all right, let's move on to the next portion of the show. Okay. What's the next portion of the show, Sabby? Dear Abby. Three. Let's get it. <laughs> all right. So um, I will read the letter. So this letter is from the episode, the last episode that we had. Okay. Um, Hot Girl Summer. Hot Girl Summer. Sabby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's get into it. What people have to say? Okay. So this letter reads. The recent podcast was a vibe, LOL. (laughs) Love the song you chose to start it with. So fitting in an ironic way. But I love this perspective of transitioning from being single to going into a relationship with someone. Mm. Mostly because of major points you made about spending time with yourself for a minute to really choose or walk into another situation full and solid in yourself. Okay. I'm recently single. It's been a month, which is a long time for us. So it's feeling real as fuck. But hearing the both of you falling in love with yourself has given me the sense of reassurance that I'll be okay. 
I'm excited to get to know myself without the attachment of someone else. I'm ready to sleep at night thinking of my own concerns. I'm excited to see who comes knocking on my door later. <laughs> Low key, his loss, but whatever. Like I've constantly told you, this podcast has been giving what it needs to give. Signed, loyal listener. Okay. <laughs> what do you think about that letter, Sabi? Man, I mean, I have to admit, like, your pack, your podcast has really been influential and real, mm. right? Like you really have real conversations with people. Even us sitting here, this is this is like me just talking on the phone with you. That's that. Yes, that's you know exactly I mean? the feel that I always want this podcast to be. Absolutely. Just like somebody listening in on a regular and a regular conversation. Yeah. And I think when when you are able to be like that third person in the room, that third eye, you can really just hear things from a different perspective. Yeah, and I think. Um, this listener was able to really capture things that were important to her because she was it's, a, it's terrifying when you break up with someone that you've been with for a long time I don't know if it's her or he oh, or he this mm-hmm. is very true or he right you don't know or they mm-hmm. you don't know like what that what that really means so I don't know I just think that it's important to know like when you're just living in this life um, when you're living in this life, there's three things that you should never sacrifice. Mm. And that's your health, that's your family, and that's your character. Mm-mm. And if any three of those things are sacrificed, then it's not good for you. So there's a reason for that breakup. Mm-hmm. Whether it's for him, her, they, mm-hmm. whoever it is, there's a reason for it. And there might have been one of those three things that were being sacrificed. Especially your character. Mm. If you were gonna, coming out of character... For this person, they got to let go. You got to let go. You got to let go. And so listening to, you know, you speak last week about the beauty that comes from being with self, Mm -hmm. I think is inspiring because you get to you get to touch on who am I, that character building, who am I and what's important to me and how do I stand my ground on what matters to me because I matter. Yeah. And that does sometimes take time away. So I love what that listener mentioned and I love that she or he feels empowered to now be okay with being alone yeah 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 and it can it can definitely be tough especially when you're brand new out of a long-term relationship to even get to a point where you're even feeling empowered to be by yourself because for a long time you just feel sad you feel sad you feel lonely you feel lost yes Yes. like you feel like the future that you had in your head has now crumbled and like what now now what exactly Mm -hmm. so you really have to kind of go through those stages of grief yeah (laughs) because you literally have lost somebody from your life yeah but then you get to a point of that empowerment of like oh wait a minute like I get to actually spend more time with myself. It forces really, you to. It really does. And I don't yeah. think that you get that same opportunity when you're in a relation, like when you're continuously in from one relationship to another to another. I don't think you get to have the opportunity to really spend that time with yourself, especially as an adult. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> you really are a completely different person from when you were, when you were like eight, I can't Absolutely. Like 18, 100%, 100%. 19, 20, like yeah. so different. So yeah, I'm very happy for you. I'm sad for you because I know it's sad. I've been yeah. there, but I'm really happy for you and I'm excited for you too. And I hope that this time, this journey of yours is exactly what you need it to be. I, I agree. And I hope that you can create and be the person that you're destined to be mm-hmm. because this will shape who you become. Yeah. You are becoming. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. And it's exciting. And that's exciting. Yeah. Because you get to craft what that looks yes. like. Yes. 
so exciting. Right? It really it's is. It's a crowd it that really looks is. like. I'm still I'm going excited. through that. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Like, still, it's still What's exciting to, to me. Yeah. I would say also surround yourself with people that reflect and resemble where you're headed. Right. Because if you are sticking around people that um, may not reflect where you're headed, yeah. you may be stuck feeling the sadness yeah, that I kind of heard. Yeah, that is so true, Sabi. In the beginning, yeah. Because I'm so lucky that I had really amazing friends. Like I'm so, I always yeah. say this. I'm so blessed with dope ass friends. You are, yeah, bruh. I love your friends. So amazing. I love. I, you. I mean, I'm included, girl, but you I'm know, about to say, bitch, I just love. You're my sis. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so happy with the friends that I have because I don't know what the fuck I would have done yeah. without my friends. Like, yeah. they really saw the vision. They were like, okay, we need to get this bitch to point B. Yes. Okay. We need to be over okay, there. we need to be over here. <laughs> so that is very, very true. Absolutely. you got this. Yeah, you definitely got this. We're rooting for you. Yes. Dial in. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Dial in. We got you. you. Anyway. All right, y'all. Uh, thank you for that letter. Yeah. Um, please continue to write these letters. It is like so good to read these letters and really know that the podcast is having some type of an impact and it really Absolutely. keeps me going. Like yeah. it really keeps me I excited. love when I'm invited to come speak with I you, know. Abby. Like it's fun, it's real, it's authentic, and it's raw. Yes, and it's about adulting because we're all in it, Period. and there's nowhere to go. So, <laughs> so this is it, and it's nice to be able to express where things are. Yes, yeah. So thank, thank you. you, thank you for creating this space. All right, y'all. Let's move on to the last portion of the show. Okay, what's the last portion of the show? <laughs> what have you been watching, reading, or listening to? Yes, girl. Honey. I can't you. you be listening to this. Part. I, I do listen to this podcast. I be calling you like, girl, let me tell you what I just heard. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Uh, but yes, what have I been listening to? I'm going to be honest. I am hooked to Married at First Sight. Oh. <laughs> did you start the new season? I did. Oh, you? I haven't started yet. And it's so long. Like the episodes be like. An hour. More than that. It is more than an hour, isn't it's it? It's like almost like an hour and a half, maybe You're two. right. How do they do that, though? Because it's usually shown know. in one episode. So how are they doing that? I don't know. They got time. <laughs> they legit got time. You're absolutely right. But it's long. But I love this new um, episode of Married at First Sight. It's the most diverse. They have an Asian, Asian couple. I saw. A Hispanic couple. A okay. white couple. And I think two black couples. Okay. And I just love the diversity and the people that, they, and it's an older, it's an older crowd, actually. They're like, oh. um, most of them are in their 30s. Okay. Which is pretty nice, because it's like, it's time. <laughs> you know, like. like, this is your people's right yeah, now. Yeah, this is my, oh, you know, because I love it. to separate us. Yeah, I, I we're know. We're not the same age, boo. I understand, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 30 is not that old. But like 30 is like, this is your building stage. Like I said earlier, this is your building stage. And so it's time. Mm -hmm. And so to see these people be matched for love, it's just so inspiring. And it also gives me and my husband things to talk about. You know? I love Jeff. I love you guys. Oh, happy, happy anniversary. Thank you. (laughs) July 28th. Yes, honey. (laughs) All right. What have you been listening to? Well, that's a hard one because we just, you know, had a thing about listening to music. Oh, but yeah, yeah. So I've been a music but lover. Actually, I've been listening to, I think it's WizKid. Oh. Essence? 
Okay. Oh, girl, let's let's have a conversation about Essence. I Essen. love that. Like that is on replay. Girl, you know, people are hating on this song. Really? Yes. There are people that are actually mad that Essence continues to be played consistently. Really? What they yes. do? They not like the song. They love the song. They think the song is gonna get worn out because it's being played too much. So much. I'm one of those people who play it too much. Same. I will play I'm it four times while I'm in the shower. That's me. I'm consistently repeating. I it need as to I'm know the words. Period. I need to feel the vibe. Yo, we're here. Like, we're here. <laughs> like, it gives me I, in a good mood. Girl, that's what I be trying to explain. I'm like, <laughs> like I be like, yes, honey. <laughs> you know I can't stand you. What? <laughs> Would you feel me? I, I feel you, sis. Yeah. Because it's the it's the feeling that you get in your it's chest. The feeling that you get in the chest. And every time I hear it on Instagram, I dance to it. I let the song play. Pl- Same. Yeah, uh, I'm here with you. But people are really upset that yeah. this song continues to be played. But it's all good. I love Essence. I think that Wizkid is so deserving of this Absolutely. moment. Like Absolutely. he has been grinding for years. There's and- another song he has with Burner Boy called Ginger. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, that song is really that, that whole album is actually. It's actually pretty incredible. Um, he's actually coming on tour in Boston or whatever. Because my friend um, neglected to tell me when she was purchasing her ticket. I won't mention who that friend is. Dear Abby. Um, (laughs) Dear Abby, I wish you would have told me that Wizkid was coming to Boston. I know. I'm sorry. I bought that ticket. That was an impulse buy. Like, I knew that I was going to, speaking of finances, I knew that I was going to buy that ticket because me and Esther and I said, when Wizkid goes on tour for Made in Legos, no matter what that ticket looking like, we just know we're going. Okay. And then when I saw that we had the opportunity to meet him, I said, oh, we buying that Oh, so that you got ticket. the VIP. Oh, yeah. I'm meeting him. I'm huh. saying hello, hi. Can you take a picture for me? I'm duh. Okay. Absolutely. Right. I, I guess I feel okay. Hopefully, I'll get a video or something. Something. Yeah. Dang, that's what's up. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I'm Thank happy. You. Thank you. I'm happy for you. That's so, that's, I hope it was in your budget. Yeah, so. So, um, oh, so, okay. so, so what have you been reading? <laughs> what have I been reading? So, I'll be honest with you. So, I went on vacation mm-hmm. to finish reading the book that I started at the top of the year. Okay. And it's called Who, Not How. Mm-hmm. And I have not finished it. Okay. But I have like two chapters left. And I'm determined to finish that before the end of the year. But that that book has honestly impacted my life because who not how is really about who are the people in your life today that can help you accomplish a goal Mm -hmm. so that you can focus on the goal at hand and not the logistics that follow with the how like the delegating of yes it's about delegation it's about allowing people to do what they like to do Mm -hmm. and not trying to be that person yeah and that's not really my skill yeah but because I'm a perfectionist, I need to yeah, do it. Yeah, I like, need to do it's or I'm go. a control freak. I'm a control so freak. I need to so control, I need to control everything. Like, yeah. no, let it go. Hire, outsource. Yeah. And get it done and achieve your goal faster. And I think I've been, been able to implement a lot of the lessons from that book. Okay. I just need to finish it. Yeah. And it'll be done before the end of the year. I'm there with you in terms of finishing books. Um, I started a book with Kavia and I have not brought myself to finish it yet. What's the book? Uh, what's that joint called? Um, let me see. But, oh, 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 there we go. A girl with the louding voice. Oh, I remember you guys started reading that. Oh, you guys are not done? No, she's done. 
Okay. I, I just haven't finished yet. So y'all could have. There's so talk much about it. Stu- abuse that goes on in there. Oh, There's so no. much like sad stuff in there that it's fiction, it, right? Yeah, it's fiction, okay. but it makes it a little hard to read for me. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm gonna really try and finish that because I like to finish books when yeah. I start them. I hear you. Um, so that's what I've been trying to read. Um, I've been watching RuPaul's Drag Race uh-huh. All Stars. <laughs> yeah, I'm so disappointed because it's not that good this, it's season. Not that good this season. No, oh, okay. and it's making me sad. I love RuPaul's Drag Race. I know you. Do. You're the one who told me about it, and I'm just and sad that it's it, not giving you know. what it's supposed to give. Like the girls are not giving this season, and mm. it's making me sad because all the other seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race and RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars have been amazing. Like, they've been giving you, Give, like, giving you life. Bruh, giving me laughs, giving me fashion, like, giving me everything that yeah. it needs to give me, and this isn't giving. Oh, But I'm gonna no. keep watching it, though, because... Keep watching. Maybe it'll turn up a bit. We'll see. I'm, we'll see. Yeah. I'm hopeful, because it's RuPaul. Um, so that's what I've been watching. I actually just watched um, the Love is Blind. Uh, Love is Blind. <laughs> Yo, did I you see that, that shit, bro? <laughs> bro, that girl, yeah. the Barnett's or whatever, oh, she's fucking annoying. Mad annoying. I don't like her. She got an attitude. I don't like her, but I really like... Season two? You know, they came up with a thing. Wait, is it called Love is Blind? You know that show where they um, they were in the pods and they couldn't see yeah, each other? Yeah, Love is Blind. Yeah. yeah, and it's like that white and black couple that yep. is like super popular it's now. Super power- popular. Yeah. I really like them. I do. I like them. I don't know what the hype is. Like, I love them. I'm not even trying to be a hater, bro. No, I hate I'm you. not. But I'm I just like, you. what is the, the hype? Like, we've seen interracial couples before. Like... Because it was blind. Okay. And and, and, and if you saw them other. separately, yeah. you wouldn't have thought they true. would be a thing. True. And because they are a thing, it's the hype. Yeah. That's true. They're a cute couple, though. They are. And they she's really... super black. Yeah. And, and he's he super, super white. white. <laughs> yeah. And they and work. They work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And they work. So that's like, yo. Yeah. So people can see themselves in them. Yeah. And mm. kind of have hope. So, yeah. Some people can see themselves in them. Okay. Damn. I can't see myself because I don't see myself with a white man, but that's okay too. As an individual, like, oh, and I her. Oh, okay. And it's like, oh, anything is possible. Okay. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Some, okay. some people. All Listen, right. I don't have those problems. I'm married. <laughs> Period. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I can't relate, honey. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then I am listening. Oh, I've been listening to Wild Side by Normani and Cardi B. I like Cardi B. I have. They have a new Let song. Let me be very clear. What? I like the song that you're talking. What song are you talking about? The one with Normani and Cardi B. Yeah. Wild Side. How's it go? Um. Yeah, I've been hearing that. Yeah, it's a good song. Have you seen the video? My nigga, have I seen the video? The video I've seen it is, like eight, is twenty times. It's art. It's crazy. I've watched it's like people. Art. I was literally gonna repost today. Um, somebody doing the choreography for that, and just yeah. like I wish I could dance. I was like, like that just damn, so what I was, could do it. She's yes, honey. Bruh, that video is say. art. Yeah, it's art. And I do like Cardi B, but I, I'm a diehard Nicki fan. If I don't think you have to me, choose. I, I know a lot of people say you don't think you have to choose. I get that. Yes, you don't have to choose. I just think it's important in every platform that I have to say that I'm a Nicki fan. Okay. And I'm a diehard I respect fan. that. I love Nicki too. That's it. I respect that. And I I said this on one of the other episodes that I don't think I appreciated Nicki as much as I needed to appreciate her. At the time. At the time. That she was like. Because that bitch was coming out with hits, 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 hits. Bars. And bars. Exactly. Bars. bars. Yeah. And for forever have bars. Yeah. Yeah. Nunchucks. Okay. All right. I'm just saying with the. <laughs> p- 
Okay. Okay. All right. And I've also um. Oh, what else have I been listening to? All oh, crazy. Oh, I've been listening to Ari Lennox all over again because okay. we're gonna go and try and see her tomorrow in concert. Where you're going? Yeah, this is what you were saying to me last yes. night. Yes. Okay. Um. So we're and I going did see her Instagram. Oh, and I love her outfits. You have to listen to her music. She's amazing. And I've been listening to her music okay. because Jeff has her on a playlist. Period. Yeah. Jeff is I pretty hip. Jeff. Yeah, he's pretty hip. He's even knowing. He's even knowing. But I, that, I, yeah, that is pretty much it. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate this platform. I appreciate this space. Um, and I look forward to coming back because yes. the topics you have on adulting is so real. Yeah. It's so real. And I appreciate being a part of it. So thank you. I thank you for um, accepting to join me and you will absolutely be back. And I appreciate your kind words. You're welcome. All right, y'all. We are going to sign out. Period. Peace.